Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? It's America Unplugged. Yet another week. Greetings and blessings to all of you and your family. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. What is going on? How's everybody doing? All right. Tony Arterburn is here, the wisest of all the wolves. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, I'm back in the wisewolfgoldandsilver.com studios. Uh, you know, and I, have, I finally have my roadcaster in front of me. I have all of my bells and whistles, and I still can't get it right. I can't believe this. I had it, just a little bit of a delay, and you think it's like riding a bike, but it's like falling off one. <laughs> Make sure you put on a helmet and, and knee pads uh, when, you're, when you're on that bike. You don't want to fall off, especially at our advanced age. You don't know what it's going to do. Mr. Don Jeffries, the legendary. What's up, buddy? Oh, you guys are youngsters. Uh, yeah, that, just uh, hand, handling the, uh, the joys of America 2.0. I, I wrote something. on My last thing on Substack was about the loony bin. You know, I had a, a, a novel that I originally titled Front Row at the Loony Bin that has never been published. And that's, that's where we are now. I think we all have front row seats at the loony bin because we're just, just watching. It. <laughs> it's just, it's, just uh, it's nothing. You never uh, you know, lack for something to talk about every Saturday. That's for sure. For real, man. Uh, unfortunately, even though, you know, it, it, it makes our job easy, but uh, unfortunately yeah. we have to talk about this stuff. Maybe uh, the post show, we can call it uh, live at the loony bin. Whenever we do, a, whenever we do a AU extra, you know what I mean. Anyway, listen, man, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, quite a bit of things in the news, um, and and we do want to talk about RFK Jr. talking about climate. You know, that's one of his biggest critiques, right? Uh, from uh, people that that uh, subscribe to uh, what we talk about, our points of views for the most part is is his position on climate change. But but um, he recently came out and said something, even though he still believes what he believes, but. He also believes that it's being used by the elite, by the powers of the world, by the World Economic Forum and by Bill Gates in order to, um, you know, quell the population and population control. And, you know, you can make arguments for this on both sides, whether it's conspiratorial or mainstream. You can make arguments for it because they openly talk about how the pop, the, the, the planet is overpopulated. I think that's a bunch of nonsense. Personally, I don't subscribe to that point of view. Um but they've openly come out years and years and years. There's years of evidence of, uh, of uh, these people, the, these elitists coming out and saying that there need to be less people on the planet. They're fine, but everybody else needs to die or go away in some capacity. So they're using this absolutely 100%. And, and some people unwitting, uh, un, um, unknowingly, they're being manipulated to go along with stuff like this. Um, regardless, it's what's happening. I'm going to Don first. Typically, I'd go to Tony, but I'm going to Don first on this because that's your boy, and and you you've been critical of uh, of his position on climate change. I want to talk about climate change in general because I think it is a thing. Something's happening. Is it man made? Is something completely different? You know. Um. So and that's where the argument comes in. But that's just me. Anyway, uh, Don, what is going on? What do you think? 
Well, yeah, I was kind of shocked. I think he's he, maybe he's running away from his past comments because, you know, the, the, the one thing he said that I really found disturbing, but it was a while back was when he said, basically, if you if you just if you deny if you're a climate change. And again, there's that denier thing, which started with Holocaust denier and now it's climate change denier election denier you know it's ridiculous it's basically to say if you had this position you're mentally ill so uh it, it's not very different from what the soviets did when they sent people to siberia but um he said something like climate change deniers belong in jail or something a, a while back and uh i think he, this is his way maybe of running away from it without uh because he's he's certainly uh casting it in a completely different life but, but he's a kind of Except for that comment, I would agree with much of his career. I was an environmentalist, you know, I didn't act, but I mean, I certainly was sympathetic to that. I wrote about the BP oil spill, the climate change people ignore that because that's got nothing to do. I think their agenda has nothing to do with the climate. My friend Cindy Sheehan a couple of years ago wrote a great uh, piece about how, uh, and certainly she lost her son in one of these extravagantas, but she talked about why don't we ever hear about the impact of the environment on in all these countries where the uh, U.S. military goes over and destroys things. Doesn't that affect the environment? You never hear that. The, the emphasis is always on us. It's all on people. It's like, you know, hey, you know, you should, you're using too much hot water. Why are you eating meat? You don't need to drive a car. It used to be driving an SUV. Now they don't want you driving a car at all. They don't want you having a vehicle. It's all about lowering your standard of living, and they want us to live in a bunk bed cubicle like they do in China. They don't care. That's why you, when you saw what happened in East Palestine, Ohio, which, by the way, has been completely forgotten now. Did they do anything for those people? I don't know. Uh, there was nothing about that because that was an environmental disaster. Fukushima was an environmental disaster. BP oil spill was an environmental disaster. You don't hear Greta Thunberg or anybody talking about that. I'd like to see Bobby talk uh, more about that. But this is a nice first step because he's talking about, you mentioned eugenicists. They, these are, I, I, I've written a lot about eugenicists and uh, these people, they're, this is their central thesis. And I don't even really understand it, except it's just dark and satanic, but they want people to die. They ultimately, and you even have things on record where they, they literally want to wipe out everyone. Yeah, they have comments where saying the planet would be better off without human beings, which I don't know if they're including themselves. Or maybe they are a reptilian, and so they don't think themselves as human beings. But what is that? That's a madness that's you talk about loony bin. But uh, if people want to read some things about eugenesis that I wrote for Hidden History, and it was uh, there was one of the chapters they didn't want in the book for whatever reason, but I included it on my blog originally. Now I've started a, another Substack because uh, I accidentally started this, this Substack when I was trying to go to a paid option for I protest there. And I can't get rid of it. And people keep subscribing to it. And they've even tried to send me money and I can't get money there. And uh, so I said, you know, I'm going to make this an archive. So now I'm putting articles from and just putting it up there and starting to get some people. But I put, uh, I think, a very important article, um, a deleted chapter from Hidden History on the history of eugenics. It talks about Dr. Jack Kevorkian and people like that, too, that we can see where this pro-death mindset uh, came from. So people who want to read that kind of stuff can uh I also have a deleted chapter from Survival of the Riches up there. I'll be putting more up. But eugenics is a very important thing. And I think that uh, the World Economic Forum is just the latest uh, to use climate change. At the center of it, it's eugenics. They want people to die. And that's, they, that's why they're constantly talking. Population reduction. Dr. Paul Ehrlich, the population bomb, guy's still alive. And all his predictions, you know, about just like all these climate change predictions, global warming, whatever they used to call it. They all, David Knight has done a great job tabulating. They're always wrong. They're worse than Gene Dixon ever were. 
it was, but they keep doing it. But at the bottom line is they want people gone. And now maybe finally with the population population decreasing, they're probably happy because this is the culmination of all their dreams. They are a pro-death cult. Right. No, I, I agree with that. And, and the biggest thing to take out of that is that you are the problem. Right. They never point the finger at themselves or anything that they're doing. And they're probably responsible for more of this crap than any of us. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we want to talk about, about polluting this planet and, and hurting the planet, quote unquote, it's all them. We don't do this shit. You know, I mean, we, we buy into some of the stuff like we need to buy, you know, uh, uh, stuff from the supermarket and stuff, like, especially if you're living in the city. Right. Um, so some people would look at that as supporting this system. <clears throat> but regardless of that. The majority, and and I mean like 95% of what goes down is uh, these corporations doing all kinds of crap so they can save money. And then they just turn it on you. Like you're the one with the problem. You can't take a bath. Don't take hot water. Don't use hot, hot water. Don't use an air conditioner, right? Um, use a bicycle, not a car. Meanwhile, you know, they're, they're traveling in, in freaking, uh, freaking caravans of, <laughs> of giant SUVs, right? The Pope has a Pope mobile. It's like $3 million or something like that. You feed a small country with that car. It's all good, right? Like, that's all good. But you, you need to stop. You need to stop uh, eating meat. Don't eat meat. You know, eat, eat crickets, right? I mean, if you want to eat crickets, go right ahead, right? But don't, <laughs> but they have filet mignon every day. You know, they're yeah. good. And that's my problem with this whole deal. Like, why do you get to do it? We need to turn the and, and point at them. We need to point the trade at them. You're doing this. And you're trying to blame it on us and, and make us your scapegoats. And, and we're not down with it, right? And, and get them to stop the nonsense, too. Like, it's ridiculous what they're doing to the oceans, in my opinion, to the air. You know, every, especially being here in New York, anybody that's ever been here or anybody that lives here, you see it. You see, you know, and, and in New Jersey, you see the, the, uh, these industrial plants or whatever just pumping out the black smoke into the air. I don't care what you think. That shit ain't good. It's not good. Right. You, you, we need to stop that. Right. Regardless, we're not the ones actively doing that. Just saying. What's up, Tom? Well, RFK Jr. may have stumbled on the same thing that uh, Gary Webb st- stumbled on. It's like in, in journalism, you're, you're allowed to have this certain avenue to push towards things. But if you get onto a rail or something that the power elite don't want you to talk about, then you become an outcast. You become an outsider. I think that because this comment that he made was like 12 or 13, 14 years ago, if, if my memory serves so he's may may have had an awakening of sorts where he realizes that like we realize that all pretty much all movements if you know about them are co-opted and you know either for power or population control and you know you look at the the green movement is a is a watermelon it's green on the outside communist red on the inside (laughs) he used to talk about remember the 1970s and don knows this i mean the the commercial with the the Native American and the tear goes down his cheek when the people throw the trash out onto the side I of the road. That. Right. They don't talk about littering anymore. They don't talk about cleaning things up because if you did, then you'd have to talk about cleaning up the Southwest with the massive migration of millions of people. The you know the uh, movement of peoples that have been invited here by the multinational corporations, by our government, by by our political establishment, and they don't care. The human cost, the environmental toll is massive there in the Southwest. Matter of fact, and I don't remember his name, but the head of former head of Greenpeace says the same thing. They used to be, you know, trying to clean things up. Nobody talks about that anymore. Nobody talks about taking the plastic out of the oceans. Nobody talks about any of this. They just talk about this invisible enemy 
and it's climate change. And at the root of it is you and you're the problem. And you have to, yeah. you know, soil and green is people. You have to take care of yourself and jump <laughs> yeah. into the wood chipper. That, that's what they're asking you to do. And I think this is a, a, a you know, a positive thing. RFK Jr. is a positive thing. You know, we can get behind ideas. Just be careful not to get behind a person too much, because we, if you haven't learned that lesson in the last four years, <laughs> I don't know how to help you. Right. Um, I think every, you know, think what well, he's talking about with the WEF, uh, with the environmental movement in general, it's a fraud. It's a fraud. It's meant to to curtail freedom and liberty and and advancement. These are the same people. Imagine imagine being a, a young Bolshevik revolutionary in the you know the Russian Revolution in the you know uh, 1918 1919 era. Imagine if you took that person and said, "Hey, do you know who the, at the top of your movement is the world's richest person?" Did you, you imagine doing that in the you know the the shock that they would have? Well, that's the same thing with the environmental movement. A lot of the the same uh, players that were head of the Soviet Party in the Soviet Union, the head of the Communist Party, moved over into the Green Movement after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Mikhail Gorbachev was one of them, but I mean, just many, many others. Any, anybody who had power went into the Green Movement, and so I think this is um, this is a positive movement, and uh, as far as positive uh, development, as far as RFK Jr. is concerned, and uh, we have. Uh, I, I want to hear more from him. I think this is good. No, this is excellent. This is excellent. Right. I, I'm, uh, I love this. Right. That uh, no matter how you feel about it, I guess, you know, I, I, I love that uh, he's putting out that message. I think it's a genuine message. I don't, I don't think he's it's it, it's not it, it's not going to be popular amongst the mainstream. Right. So he has nobody to hurt but himself by putting this out. Right. By saying something like this, because they're just going to call him a crazy conspiracy theorist. Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum. You're freaking crazy. You yeah. vaccine nut. That's what's coming. Right. Um, let me see if I can play this clip, Tone. Tell me if you can hear it. Um, here we go. Can you see it? Yeah, let me add it real quick. Hold on. I can oh, see sorry. it. I thought I, I thought I shared my screen. You got it. Can see it. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, you can see it. Yep, yep. Okay. Beautiful um, radio going on here right now. <laughs> I think I think it's buffering. I'm, and I'm connected into, like, I mean, I'm hardwired right now. Oh, you right? don't have to tell me. I'm having the same issue. <laughs> and I pay a ton of money. I, I, um, the same, I have the same issue going on. Here we go. But yet we, we went to the moon, Those ladies and gentlemen. Issues, and <laughs> issues are being exploited by, you know, the, the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and all of these uh, big, you know. Can you guys hear that? Yes. Yeah. All right, good. Is it, is it, does it sound good? It sounds okay. Yeah, All right. sounds okay. Mega billionaires, the same way that COVID was exploited, uh, to use it as an excuse to clamp down top-down totalitarian controls on society, and to um, and then to give us engineering solutions. And if you look closely, as it turns out, the guys who are promoting those engineering solutions are the people who, who own the IPs, the patents for those solutions. Oh, it's a way, you know, it's there, it's being used. They've given climate uh, chaos a bad name, you know, because people now see that it's just another crisis that's being used to strip mine the wealth of the poor and to, you know, to enrich billionaires. And, uh, you know, I, I, for 40 years, have had the same policy on climate and engineering. You can go check my speeches from the 1980s, and I've said, the most important solution for environmental issues, not top-down controls, is free market capitalism. Folks, I'm telling you right now, Kennedy is polling at about 
20% on the Democrat side, if that number gets to 25 or 30%, this is this, this they're not going to be able to put this genie back in the bottle. Joe Biden already got away with not running a presidential campaign, but that was against Donald Trump. So the Democrats accepted it. They hated Donald Trump so much they would sacrifice their own mother to, to get Donald Trump out of their way. But with RFK, this is a different scenario. If Biden does not campaign, which we know he's not going to do, how are they going to steal this nomination? It's going to be so obvious. That's it. Okay, I sound I sound like a robot for some reason. <laughs> You, you certainly do, Billy. I know. And I'm not even trying. <laughs> Do I sound better now? My yeah. God, I was going on. <laughs> <laughs> AI is taking over Billy Ray Valentine, ladies and gentlemen. You have an AI host. Uh, if, if you start solving theoretical physics uh, live on air, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to... Donald Trump. <laughs> China. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Don, uh, what what did you want to do? We've we've gone through, we got the clip. We'll let Billy uh, work out his audio. Um, what else do you have on the agenda, Don? Do you want to talk about this uh, drone strike? Did you cover any of that this week, Don? Did you do the drone strike? I, I have not. I you know I, I've uh, I kind of you know I'm always more concentrated on domestic issues. To tell you the truth, and and the whole Ukrainian thing, I I'm guilty of kind of just ignoring it largely because i think it's uh you know ever since seeing that video of the of the guys um lay you know if you, the, the so-called victims laying there and the one guy's under a, a body bag and and he opens it up and smoking a cigarette right when i saw that it was never explained and uh also the old video that was supposedly taken years earlier they claim was go i i don't know what's going on there it was zelensky this guy's at the center, and I pro focus on him and his, his ridiculous fake personality and the actor background he definitely has. So he's essentially a crisis actor. But, uh, you know, having him host celebrities, Ben Stiller and all these people going in the middle of a war zone and uh, uh, Bono holding a concert in the middle of a war zone. I mean, you know, just I, I don't know. I find I find that I'm not claiming it. Anything's fake or whatever. And my heart goes out to anybody that's really suffering from it. But. Um, yeah, the drone strike, I just, I find, you know, this, no matter what happens there, the, the media is going to blame Putin. They're going to, uh, back up Zelensky because like everything else, they, events are manufactured, narratives are constructed to support what they're promoting. So anything that comes in, it does not compute if, uh, if Biden, uh, I mean, if, if Zelensky, it, it can be seen in a bad light because they've they've invested a lot in making this guy into a heroic figure. And it's not hasn't been easy to do because he's you know, said he talks like Boris Badenoff. He's not he's not he's not like an Obama who can be very smooth and can fool you and bring you in. Well, he sounds really reasonable. You know, he, he maybe he really does care about me, you know, uh, or Bill Clinton even. But. This guy Zelensky, he's you know he's like Boris Badenov. He's telling you, give me more money, more money. I want more. Money. You know that's what he says all the time, and he's not. He doesn't dress it up in anything at all, and people love it. It's like I, I you know, what what is there to see? And and he's you know, he's banning every op opposition political party. He's banned newspapers like Abraham Lincoln did. Uh, I I don't get it. But you try talking about oh, I guess you're a Putin apologist or whatever. So. I look at everything based around that. I, I don't know if it, I, I question the circumstances of what's going on over there because seeing those videos, but uh, however you look at it, to be giving that kind of, and Bobby Kennedy 
had a great line. It could have come out of something I wrote in Survival of the Richest when he talked about how they've cut food stamps and welfare and everything and how uh, people are living in the streets and getting nothing. And then he talked about all the money we're sending to Zelensky. That's what should be the focus. You're not going to see Bernie Sanders do that or Elizabeth Warren because they love Zelensky too. Right. That's what makes Robert F. Kennedy Jr. different. And that's why it makes him, I think, you know, dangerous to the establishment. But, you know, again, this, this is all... You know, I think so much of this is scripted, so I don't know what to make of it. I, I'm shocked, frankly, that he's polling polling as high as he is, because I thought they might put him down at the 1%, the Dennis Kucinich and Cynthia McKinney level. But to have him, it looks like they're going to play with him a little bit here. If they're saying, you know, if Owen Shore is saying you get up to 25 30%, if he gets up to that, then he's in, uh, you know, he's the territory of uh, even better than Pat Buchanan, when you remember when he, he uh, oh, challenged man. George H.W. Bush, and then did win the New Hampshire primary and they cheated him out of it. But I'm sure Tony remembers that, but they yeah. won Louisiana too. Yeah. Yeah. And his pay, and of course just, until, and that's what, that's what made Donald Trump so refreshing. Again, we know it's Trumpenstein, but uh, Pat Buchanan was robbed. Ron Paul was robbed blind. The guy won every primary and they did, they wouldn't give him one token victory, you know? And uh, they, and he, he alluded to it a little bit. He goes, you know, my followers really think that, you know, they, they question, you know, they say there's, you know, there was uh, that these other candidates like Santorum had eight people there and yet they're beating him. And, and that kind of he questioned the numbers a little bit. But Trump was the first one to come out and say, yeah, it's fraud. You know, they robbed me. I won. I mean, there's never been a candidate that did that. And I think a lot of people respond to that because a lot of us know that there's, there's a lot of fraud there and a lot of people have been robbed. So uh, I don't know. I don't think Bobby Kennedy will do that, but it's uh, it, he makes it interesting. Like David Knight says, you know, he's he his presence here really just bringing up these issues. Maybe it'll serve some purpose and wake some people up. I hope. No, and uh, I think it's, his name recognition also helps. I think that's one of the and the, the mm -hmm. mere fact that he is combining the great issues of our time, which is the the medical tyranny, the COVID nineteen eighty four medical tyranny that was it was Operation Warp Speed, all that top down. Uh, you know the, the the worldwide lockdown lockstep he's bringing that all up and that's wonderful and he's also bringing up the crime of uh our geopolitical farce you know our, our foreign policy blunder all of this is it's it's really dragging us in we're being frog marched into uh armageddon you know if, we, if we're not careful which i don't think we're careful at all and this reason i brought this story up because every time we're, we loop start to see our status somewhere in the world start to loosen. Like after we put the sanctions on Russia back in uh, March of 2022, the ruble fell. It looked like they were in free fall. All of a sudden, they just rebounded and actually are better off than they were before. We took the hit. You know, they called it Putin's price hike, but it was we, the American people, that took the hit. The energy prices soared. The ruble restabilized and was fine. And they said, we're not taking dollars anymore. After that, we blew up the Nord Street pipeline. And so the same thing I'm looking at this here, I saw that drone strike on the Kremlin and yeah, it wasn't that devastating, it, it, but it was clearly a message. And there, the reason I brought this article up is there's been more than one person come out and there's a former CIA officer who says decision to drone strike the Kremlin was made by the United States. And after Seymour Hersh's uh, report yeah. came out that says we, the United States, not some, you know, it wasn't three Ukrainian guys in a boat that like, you know, uh, scuba dive down there and blew up the North Street. It was us. It was sophisticated. It was it was you know the military that did that. This is very. I think we don't have that in our news cycle because our news cycle is oh is Trump going to be indicted, you know, or some kind of stuff that really doesn't matter. 
and it's just that constant, you know, tabloid stuff. But this is what's happening in the real world. You have, uh, we talked about off air, but South Korea is starting to break away from the United States and our financial system. And this, this isn't good. And that the only way that I think the, the power structure can save the, the, the dollar is the world's reserve currency is to go to war. It's the, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that would stop the, they, cause that would to, to pull people back into our, our sphere of influence. And so again, I'm not an alarmist. I'm saying, but these little things are stuff that you should watch. If we're doing a show called America unplug, unplug <laughs> and look at this stuff. Cause that, that's what I see are these little events. Like every time there's something that happens on the geopolitical stage where we're losing standing, we're escalating somewhere. We're escalating with Taiwan. We're escalating with Ukraine. And that's, that has to do with the petrodollar, in my opinion. Do, do you, do you think that, um, because I've been, I've been looking at this, right? The mainstream doesn't really cover it, right? Uh, the alternative media is covering it heavily. Um, well, at least if, if, if you know where to go, right? Some, some people aren't covering it at all, but do, do you think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy here? I mean, it can't, I, I think, even though I feel like th there's no turning back or that the United States isn't going to do anything to change this, but I, I still feel we're in a position to, to change it. You know, I, I, I don't think we're going to, but I still, I still feel like we can. I, I think the BRICS nations are, are, are while they're coming together, right. And, 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 uh, and working towards something, I still think they have a ways to go. Right. Sure. If, if, and, uh, and, and so much of this is, is based on, I don't know, confidence. Right. And, 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 and I don't know, like, I just feel like we, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe by talking about this in, in the manner that we are, and I think we should be, but are we, you know, feeding that out there? And, and I mean, we're trying to inform people and let them know that this is going to happen, but is there a different way? Is there a better way to go about this in a way that we can continue to prop up the American system, you know, and, and not let it fall apart. Cause this ultimately isn't good for any of us, right? It's just not good regardless of what you think of, of, of the system and, and the world reserve currency and all of that stuff. It's just not good for the American people. Right. Um, and I, I still feel like there's a large gap. Is it fictional? Is, is this something going on in my head? But I still feel like there's a large gap between us and them, even though they're closing it in. But I, I think we can push them back if we do this right. Is, is that crazy talk, Tom? I don't think it's crazy talk. I mean, if you look at BRICS itself, Brazil, Russia, India, China, India, China are enemies. So there's something right there that's already, you know, it's a contradiction in and of itself. Uh, so that that's an issue. But I, I, I don't think that we have to remain the world's reserve currency to have a great country, to have a great economy, to, uh, to and it, honestly, it would be better for us. We'd have to go through some pain. We'd have to have a reset of sorts, not a great reset. We'd have to have a, a financial reset here inside the United States right. where we peg something to value. We'd have to get our fiscal house in order. We couldn't go to war every five minutes. We couldn't have a massive loaded welfare state that went on forever. We couldn't do the Green New Deal. We'd have to be live within our means. We'd have to do something with inside the Constitution, and people would actually prosper more. It'd be a better country without the empire. So I think, yes, you know, there would be some short-term pain, but look at the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union had... You know, I mean, they had a massive military, massive empire. They collapsed, collapsed into 16 pieces. They're a strong nation now. I mean, their economy, their GDP is about the size kind of what Texas is. I mean, they're not like a, 
a massive power, but they have nuclear weapons. They have, you know, a space program. Um, and so I, I think that there's a, there's probably an argument to be made that perhaps some of this is good. Um, but I, I do feel for the people that are going to get hit flat footed. Like they're, right. they're, they're watching the financial network saying, I'm buying Fang stocks. And Jim Cramer says that stock market, I'm like, literally you're, mm-hmm. we're losing the, 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 the financial reality that we've had since the end of world war two is coming to an end. Yeah. And this is just part of history. Yeah. And and you see what, what, what disturbs me the most is I, I comment on this all the time. There's a Lord of the flies element here. When you look at uh, there's there's nobody to, and I wrote that in my last piece on Substack and say who do, who do you turn to, what what leader do you see anywhere that has any kind of platform? I'm not talking about people like us, but you know people that have a big national platform. Who who's the adult in the room? If you're looking at who's I mean no one seems to be in charge. It's, it's it, I think it started you know with kind of Trump's bull in a china shop persona scatter shot where was he really in charge? i don't know what you know you don't know what's going on there it's like this large 12 year old a lot of times it says some great things but you know you're not sure what's really going on he's not really somebody you look to for for that kind of you know can you get things in order here he's kind of causing the chaos but it just got worse i mean and you saw the summer of 2020 when we had statues being torn down everywhere police stood down suddenly we're doing nothing you had, you know, uh, Trump hinting at not doing it, of course, hinting at sending in the National Guard and me. Oh, my God, we'll have to impeach him if he does that. You can't do anything. And the th- city's burning down and just Seattle, a couple blocks in Seattle being taken over for a few weeks by this guy at a crisis actor central, this African warlord guy with this standing there with an Uzi, killing people, taking over. And nobody does anything. And that's that's tra- now with Biden. You got that on steroids where they're not doing anything about any of that. Their entire everything that they do is directed at policing the thought of those who might oppose them. And how, you know, who, how many times can we try Donald Trump? How many times can we try uh, Alex Jones? How many times maybe can we t- try Tucker Carlson? Just symbolic trials about thought, opinions, thought crimes. But real crime is, is going everywhere. Is, is, they're not, they're not even prosecuting. It's like nobody's in charge and you're turning around saying, how, who's going to stop this madness? And you, you look at somebody like uh, uh, both press secretaries, this guy Biden has had Jen Psaki and now this Karine Jean-Pierre, who's just an expert at literally just, uh, she said, I mean, they all kind of say nothing. They're all kind of been that way. But if you look at other press, it just, he, she literally just deflects uh, uh, any kind of legitimate question that once in a while the press might ask. Usually that guy from Fox, Peter Ducey. But uh, <laughs> that kid was like, the, he's the designated guy to ask the questions, apparently. But, um, and, or she just completely direct out lies. Like, what'd she say the other day? The border, would she say something like border crossings are down or something like that? Or we've, uh, except in the past they've got but now they're actually saying that when they what is it next week we probably should talk about that is it the title there or just some kind of thing expires next week uh-huh. where they're uh for in terms of immigration and they're thinking you know the floodgates are i mean i don't know how they could be more open than they are now but apparently something happens next week where things could get really chaotic and again they're not doing anything about it biden instead of again where's the adult in the room you you've got you've got the basically the back door open and, and and you know there's a tornado outside or something and and you're just opening the door wider, that's what he's doing and I understand uh, instead of what a responsible adult would have done something a long time ago, but of course you know Donald Trump didn't do anything about it either when you had this deadly plague. We still didn't uh, close the border. Politics went on as usual, but you know 
now you have uh, he's talking about sending more uh, clerks or something. He's going to send fifteen hundred clerks to help out with the paperwork. It's like what this this is madness. This is Lord of the Flies combined with Orwell, <clears throat> combined with I, I don't know what, but it's it's unprecedented though. And what I don't know how sane the rest of the world is, but they it's no wonder they don't want any part of our currency. I I wouldn't want anything to do with anything to do with them. This mad America two We're toxic. We're poison, and now we have to throw the transgender culture in. What is the and I'm saying the non-white world because the white the European world is buying the same nonsense. But the rest of the Saudi Arabian people like that, what what do you think they're doing looking at this crazy trans? I mean, they they have to think we're absolutely batshit crazy. So I, I wouldn't want anything to do with our money either. I would just look at it's like, oh, God, this is, you know, Allah, take care of them or something. I mean, this is we are absolutely mad. America 2.0 is in, and that's why the corruption and competence was enough. But now you have genuine insanity where the inmates are uh, are running things. Well, Tony said this many times, right? These people are are tired of uh, of the United States running all over them. You know, um, the Arab world. You know, they 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 got they got a uh, uh, you know positioned as the the new heel of of the world for a long time, right? The bad guys. It's them. It's it's Islam, right? Islamophobia. The whole deal. They're trying to destroy your way of life because they're jealous of you. Yeah. you know <laughs> that was and people bought that hook, yeah. hook line and sinker you know russia's tired of what happened Tom? they hate us for our freedom yeah, they, hate us for our fr- they really do <laughs> for our freedom well, if, if that's the truth then then should then we be friends now right 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 we're yeah. more than no, no more freedom here now you don't have to hate no us freedom. anymore folks <laughs> no freedom they should feel sorry for us at this point <laughs> Uh, um, you know, then we have the Russians, you know, the Chinese, I mean, and, and, and all of these, all of these nations have come together and they said, you know, screw America, right? And Venezuela's down with them. They're tired of getting screwed with no matter what you think of that government and those people and, 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 the, and um, the people that run that government, you know, no matter what you think of them, like uh, they're tired of being stepped on. You know, um, I, I, I don't know. Somebody mentioned something about RFK and bringing oil or something into, into, into under, underprivileged uh, uh, areas here in the United States. I don't know if it was RFK or somebody else, but I always remember yeah. Hugo Chavez doing it here in the Bronx, you yeah. know, he, he, with Sitco. Uh, well, talk he, to he, Cindy Chavez. Cindy, I mean, Cindy Chavez. Cindy Sheehan still worships Chavez, and she knew him and said he oh. did all kinds of great stuff. But RFK Jr. Yeah. did, with oh, okay. his brother, start that heating company, that did provide oil to a lot of poor people. So that right. was, uh, you know, that was, I don't was company. The Kennedy family runs it now, but he started it. Dope. That's dope. You know, um, um, but, uh, you know, all these nations are just tired of it. So that's why they've gotten together and, and they're doing this and it's the natural reaction. I mean, come on. Right. And, and we should take, take heed and take note. There's power in numbers here, right? Get together, right? One country can't do it, but a ton of them can, you know, <laughs> so get together and, and, and uh, form your own, do your own and, and see what develops tone closing thoughts on this, man. Well, I, I I think that at the end of the day, we're going to have a uh, a global revaluation of all currencies, kind of like what Nietzsche talked about with values, a transvaluation of all values. There's going to be a new set and, and new things on the block, and it won't just be one currency. I don't think there's going to be a world reserve currency. I don't think the yuan is mm-hmm. going to take over. I think it's going to be many different currencies. And if you look at um, look at what the success of Bitcoin right now. Um, you know, again, I'm not an evangelist for Bitcoin, but I've been using it since 2016. It's an interesting. It uh, and it's gaining more traction, uh, more uh, more payment systems, the Lightning system online, uh, more adoption. I think that's interesting. 
we don't need governments for currency. It's outmoded. It's it's stupid. We have a worldwide uh, gold and silver standard that's worldwide. So whether you're in Boston or Bangladesh, we have the same spot price. Uh, I think people could use that. We have you know other payment systems decentralized. The future is decentralization because that's how history is trending. Unfortunately, people like the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> lizard people at all are just basically saying <laughs> they're saying we want to control everything from the top down. The IMF uh, came out recently and said that central bank digital currencies are an absolute reality. They're coming. They're going to, you know, when the United States is having a discussion about it, but that's coming online. We're, we're, there's two opposing forces happening right now in real time in history. If you read history, if you look at history, People are decentralizing from the, the Protestant Reformation, the American Revolution. We're decentralizing, ladies and gentlemen, us as a people, as humans. But our controllers and those who have the, 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 the control, the, uh, the, the financial aspect and the military aspect and the government aspect, they want one thing. Right. So these two things are fighting each right. other, and that's what we're up against right now. I don't think that, you know, there's, uh, there's some wisdom in the movie Terminator. Was that there is no fate but what we make. Agreed. Nice. Uh, 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 good words there, sir. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think uh, there won't be a world reserve currency. There's a lot of people um, that I've been listening to that that are expert in this area. And they say just that, you know, that um, it's antiquated, that it's an antiquated system. It's no yeah. longer needed. And I, I think we're moving in that direction for sure. Before we get out of here, um, I, I want to talk about uh, the, the TMZ uh, uh, section of America unplugged. Let's let's talk about uh <laughs> about Donald Trump and uh, and uh, E. Jean Carroll. I want you to tell me about it, Don Jeffries. You've been you've been uh, investigating and looking at it with a microscope. Tell me what you found so far. What's going on with this here? Well, I, I'm hampered in doing it as I talked to you earlier. But um, you know, last week I made a comment and I I wasn't wrong. I did read it uh, in at least one, maybe two places that uh, this woman had accused twelve different men of rape over the years. I can't find that now. I wrote an article for American Free Press for the next article about this, and I was very frustrated. I went to search engine after search engine. They're all controlled. Uh, you can you can try different things, and you'll see. You, I mean, that's why I've had Chris Graves, especially helping me so much in the past, where I don't know, he, he just is more diligent or digs deeper or something, but it's, it's hard to find. Even things like, I remember when the Washington Post uh, retracted. Uh, they admitted that what they misrepresented what Trump said in the phone call to Ukraine or something. And it was a story in the Washington Post. I couldn't find the story in the Washington Post anywhere. Yeah. All the search engines blocked it. It's like, this is a major newspaper. So anyhow, but she, her past is very uh, uh, troubling. I mean, she had a, um, first of all, she was a, a writer for Saturday Night Live during the 1980s. So you know where her politics are coming from. She's uh, she had she shocked even Anderson Cooper, Mr. Mockingbird Media, where she talked about how rape rape was sexy and when, when many women have sex fan, uh, rape fantasies. And he just was so shocked he went to commercial break. He wasn't going to challenge her. But so she should be really easy to discredit. She's bringing up an event that happened. She can't even name the year. Late 1996, early 19, or 95, 96, something. It's not sure. It's around that time frame, somewhere around there. You know, let alone, I mean, I think, you know, if you're, aren't you supposed to at least come up with a date? Uh, she can't do that. She did come up with a place. And of course, it's, this is a high upscale store. It happened in a dressing room. She didn't scream and excuses herself why she didn't yell or try to get help or anything like that when Trump was doing this. Uh, 
just the entire thing is ridiculous. And it would be laughed out of an honest courtroom. We don't have honest courtrooms anymore. But because Trump is involved, people that hate him are willing to believe anything. So it's just like with Kavanaugh. I believe her. I believe her. I don't believe Tara Reid, who described almost an exact same thing happening with Biden. That's oh, she's banned. That's different. You know, so it's and I could believe both of them would do it. I don't know. But in Trump's case, because he's Trump, he will lose. He always loses. He's designed to lose. And he's already, as Billy Ray talked about, his answers are ridiculous. He doesn't even when he's probably innocent, he doesn't come off as innocent. He's like he's like he's always got his hand in the cookie jar. He's just he, he looks guilty. He sounds and, you know, what somebody says, did you do it? A normal person would say, no, hell no. This is ridiculous. She can't even name the date. No, she's lying. He says, well, she's not my type. <laughs> so if she had been your type, you would have raped her. I mean, just it's think of how stupid that is. But that's Trump. And it's it's I think it's an act. I think it's Trumpenstein. But the guy does have a monumental ego even before he became Trumpenstein. Uh, I remember one on a Howard Stern show many years ago. He because uh, he used to be on there all the time. And, you know, when he was this Christian Republican and he was uh, he was he the guy again, maybe it was an act, but he he tried to convince the staff because he was arguing with A.J. Benza, if you remember. I mean, briefly was a a thing on E Entertainment. I don't know what happened right. to that guy, but he used to be on Howard Stern all the time back then when it was a pretty good show. And he was debating because he was he was telling Trump the obvious. You wouldn't be able to pull these chicks. You couldn't get Marla Maples if you weren't a billionaire. Trump was literally arguing. Oh, no, I. I have a, I have a rap, you know, I can, I can get the, it's the way I talk. He, he was literally trying to sell the fact that he was getting these young, gorgeous women, supermodels, because he was just so cool and he so knew smooth, how to talk right. to them and, and not his, so there's obviously there's something in there that maybe he really believes that, but maybe they milked that and used it for what it's worth, but he's going to lose folks. He's everywhere. Trump, Trump will be prosecuted. They'll be beating the dead horse again and again. When he goes in Georgia against vote fraud, he'll use lose because every courtroom he goes into is going to be stacked against him. He is going to work against his interests as he always does. Cause he'll say something stupid and he'll have the worst legal team that anybody ever. He's, uh, you know, when somebody living near me in Southeast DC, a crack guy, is going to come up with a better attorney than Trump gets. Trump gets the worst attorneys. His level of income, you're not supposed to ever even be charged, let alone lose in court. But Trump is the designated loser. This is WWE theater, but unfortunately it affects all of us because this is symbolically telling us, watch what you say. You better not say there was vote fraud. And, you know, it opens up to all of us. I mean, what if some... Girl, we knew 30 years ago, you know, well, not you guys, you guys are old enough. I don't know. Maybe they still claim it. They don't even care what the years are, but in my case, they could certainly. And, uh, well, you know, you raped me on, I, I don't know when the date was, but you, and she'll get one of her friends. I mean, how do you defend yourself against that? I mean, I, I don't think any of us would say, well, she's not my type. Hopefully we'd have enough sense not to do that. But that's what happens when you open the door to these politicized prosecution and you have women saying, I believe her. I mean, you believe her because you hate. The, the alleged perpetrator. You don't believe her when you like the alleged perpetrator. So you don't you don't believe the women who accused Bill Clinton or um, uh, Joe Biden, but but you do believe the woman who accused uh, uh, the women who accused Donald Trump. So it's 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 very troubling, and it's but regardless, it doesn't matter because he's he's going to lose. And I think you know people see this is what the show is. This is what the show is, and uh, it's basically when he loses. 
that side that objects to what's going on, even though they unfortunately still trust Donald Trump, these are the people that are our hope. These are the people that maybe could stop the tyranny. And they're losing every time because they're making it hard, just like they're making it with the January 6th uh, sentences and so forth. They're making it impossible for us to ever really mage, uh, you know, lodge any kind of protest because people are scared. They don't want to end up with like those guys. So it's it's very sad situation. Tone, what are you thinking, buddy? Well, it's uh, both a farce and um, I also don't care. Um, just <laughs> I don't I don't I mean, look uh, Donald Trump is one of those people that, you know, quarter of a billion dollars for stop the steal. Didn't hire a legal team, had Rudy Giuliani's, uh, you know, hair dye running under his eyes. And Sidney Powell said she's going to release the Kraken and the Kraken never got released. Uh, but they took that quarter of a billion dollars. The first eight thousand dollars you gave to stop the steal uh, went to Trump and the RNC. Uh, that's a documented fact where that money go. Well, it didn't go to help the people that he told on live television. He told the Proud Boys to stand down and stand by. Good. He sure did. I remember. And I guess where those people, Joe Biggs, yes. just convicted, uh, Enrico uh, uh, Torre, uh, was it? Uh, Tariq or something. Tarico, I think. I don't know. Yeah. And I've met, I've met those people uh, and been on air with them. Right. And it's just, uh, just insane that they have no help. Just to pl- completely abandoned. Yeah. Enrico yeah. Terrio is, is, was his name. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's again, they just completely abandoned him. And so I'm supposed to, now I'm supposed to talk about, you know, frivolous stuff, you know, handle it, Don, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> you, you, that's, that's, that's the, the, the burden of public life and stepping out. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, if you, if you, people will rally around you when you're loyal to them, but sometimes you just, I don't know, a certain level with Donald Trump, uh, he demands loyalty, but he gives none. No. Right. And, uh, the Trump and sting project, all that. We live in, the, you talked about TMZ, Billy. We live in the tabloid. Like we're inside. I mean, the Trump's whole career is tied to, um, what's that? The guy's, guy's last name was Pecker, right? What was that guy's <laughs> name? Um, the, it had the, that had the, the National Enquirer. Was it? Oh, yes. yeah. His name was Pecker. <laughs> it really was. You could look like at Wiener's up. laptop. His Wiener's <laughs> laptop is held by Pecker. That's uh, that's really true. That's the, that's a, right. We live in that. We live in that time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think this is par for the course. Even if, okay, so you know, we have a and Don talked about the double standard. I mean, with the <laughs> the Biden accuser, the Kavanaugh accuser, and how that that's totally. Yes, we live in we live in those times, and I think a lot of that's a setup. But we consume people with the law. We used to do it in warfare, you know, especially when you're in the days of the spear and the sword. Uh, we would, you know, d- d- dis- disable and devour our our enemies. But now we just eat them up with with lawfare, yeah. and that's just a just a part of human nature. It's what we that's how we we sacrifice people uh, that way. And uh, Donald Trump's. Uh, been put up in the highest place of all for the sacrifice and in, in the lawfare system. So, you know, uh, okay. again, I, I can be of two minds. I can think this is all frivolous. That's so all bullshit. But right. at the same time, don't care. Well, you're right. That's, that's the sad part. Not, not that you're right. That's not sad. <laughs> I like that. You're right. <laughs> I, I don't but, want to be right. By the way, the, the, the sad part of this is that it is all nonsense, right? It, it doesn't make, uh, much of a difference on anything. We got bigger fish to fry. Um, but, but that's why I call it TMZ. You know, I, I have a, um, 
I've been doing a wrestling show again with, with my boy Ben Hameen, just helping him out on the Friday locker room. And, and, and I like to call that TMZ. I'm like, oh, it's the TMZ. You know, I like TMZ, right? So I loved the National Enquirer. At some point in a couple of years, I'm going to relaunch a National Enquirer type freaking uh, uh, internet magazine where we talk about Batboy and the Harry Kid that, you know, all that stuff. Like, I, I love that sort of stuff, right? So a part of me looks at this and I'm like, first off, you know, you know how I feel about Donald Trump. And do I think he might have raped this woman? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think he might have raped this woman because there's been at least 20 plus women that have accused him of rape. And then he goes and he had the, the whole freaking, um, what is it, uh, interview that he did or, or, or deposition. I forgot. Well, I don't know exactly what it was, but it's been reported all over. Go look it up. He says the most ridiculous things that either, either he's guilty or he's a blithering idiot. I don't know which else to give you. Those, those are the only options we have sitting there. He's like, well, yeah, you know, um. Who is this woman? Uh, where's your wife? Point at her. And he points at E. Jean Carroll. Yeah, yeah. That's my wife. <laughs> if that was Joe Biden, people would have jumped all over it and said, oh, look at the senior moment. He doesn't even know his wife. He can't. How do you explain this? And then he goes, oh, well, she's not my type. But is your wife your type? Because you're pointing at your ex-wife, right? Or supposedly. And you said it was E. Jean Carroll. So I'm like, what the hell, dude? And then he did like, like, like Don says, hey, it's, she's not my type. And then he goes to the whoever's asking him a question. Well, you're not my type either. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, I mean, cut it out, bro. He was talking about um about about the drug. Oh no, no, about about Nordstrom uh, pipeline. And he goes, uh, you know, they asked him. I think it was Tucker or or Hannity. I, it might have been Tucker that asked him about it. And he goes, um, oh well, you know, are there many people out there saying that it was America that we did it? I'm not going to say that because I love our country, but, you know, <laughs> and then he goes, but, you know, so clearly you're saying that, that, that the, the Biden administration was behind it, which they probably were. I believe that they were. Um, but, but this is the sort of stuff he says. And then he says that, that for millions of years, uh, uh, famous men have been able to, <laughs> to grab women and do what they want with them. And he says that he's been able to do it too. Like what? What I mean? What, so what do you want? Like he's giving them the victory. Yeah, he's like here, take all of this. Whether he did it or not, he is handing it over to them, saying dumb crap like this. This is four D, four D chess apparently, five D chess, six D chess, way above my pay grade because I just don't get it. Maybe somebody out there does, and they know, and it's all gonna come together. And uh, I don't know. He's gonna walk on water next, and people are gonna love it. But. I don't know what to say about this, man. I really don't. I think it's 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 just absolutely ridiculous. Everything that's going on, Eugene. Car then she goes on, on on CNN. That was three years ago, by the way. I didn't even know that. Uh, but but she was talking to Tucker Carl. No, not to Tucker. To to, to the other one, Anderson Cooper, Anderson Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Juxtapose them. It's the same thing. So so yeah, we, we were, she was talking to him, and then she goes, yeah, you know, um, what she what she said was some people look at rape as sexy. <laughs> And, and, and Anderson Cooper's like, huh? <laughs> and he tries commercial to break. Out. He's like, yeah. we're going to commercials. And then she jumps in and says something else. It's the awkward silence. I'm like, all right, man. So on either side, it just looks crazy. Yeah. Everything looks crazy here. Um, so it is TMZ, and ultimately it doesn't matter. But, hey, 
uh, look for him, like Don says, to lose again. That's what he does. And again <laughs> and again and again. And people that want to hold on to the narrative and say, hey, he's losing because he's an enemy of the deep state. You're going to have all the ammunition in the world. Yep. In the world. You're going to yep. continue to say that, oh, it's because the powers that be don't want him to win. Well, <laughs> you know, you, get ready. He, he said we were going to win and we were going to get tired of winning. Well, he's going to lose. And... Uh, <laughs> And I hope he gets tired of losing. And then when he goes up against Biden in 2024, it's going to be another one. And if it's JFK Jr., it's going to be another one. And let me tell you something. If it's Kamala Harris, it's going to be another one. And what a disaster that is. Oh, my gosh. Either way, it's not good for the American people. No matter what. We're screwed uh, if if this is what's going to happen. So let's get ready. Let's see what's up. You know, let's have some fun in the process. How much time we got to we can go anytime you want. We're, we're right. past the we're past the twelve the twelve mark here on Central Ooh. Time. We we are, we are past the twelve mark. Um, we're, we're in the Looney Bin section, like uh, like Don has <laughs> has coined so eloquently. Let's say let's say what's up to our people real quick. Don, who's over on YouTube, man? Uh, we have Chris Buckin, Harlan Stonewall, uh, John Bassiglone. Uh, we have okay. Sam Sam Body Strength, Karen Carpenter. Who is here all the time now? Uh, I think we had uh, Felix. Felix always signs in first and then he disappears. So Felix here. Harps is here. Uh, who else? I saw somebody. Jody Taylor. Let me see. Also, that's a uh, Tom Cooper made an appearance. Right. Harps. Uh, there was a. I think that's. I think that's about it. All right. What's up, Harps? How you doing, Harps six six six? I saw Mr. Tom Cooper. What's going on? I got to reach out. Forgot about you, man. I'm sorry. I've been I've been all over the place. Oh, I forgot brother Brothers Grim show. Sorry. What's up, Brothers Grim show? <laughs> Mr. Angus Mustang is in the chat. What's going on, brother? Good to see you as usual. Tom Cooper, Jason Barker, the Knights of the Storm. What's going on? Uh Riley was in there. I saw Colin Wysong in there. Also, I saw Chris Graves. I think yo, Chris, put it in the chat if you're doing a show today. I think you are, right? Just put it in the chat so I can know exactly when it is and I can let people know. Uh, uh, to do that. Um, Mr. Don Jeffries was on with Charlie Robinson at 10 a.m. today, at least uh, Eastern Standard Time on TNT Radio. Go check that out. And the brother, Mr. John Brissom, was was on after him. It was some dynamite radio for two hours. Go check that. Knights of the Storm, go check them. Uh, our Big Dumb Mouth, go check them. You know, Saturday is jam-packed with alternative media views. And uh, and grooves and all that other stuff. Who else we got here? Uh, Rhonda. I saw Rhonda. What's up, Rhonda? How you doing? What's going on? Uh, little John, what's up, Little John? What's up? How's everything? The real McCoy. What's going on with you? Uh, I don't know if I missed anybody. Some people gave us tips. Uh, we will we will try to find you. But uh, before we do that, Steve Swan, what's going on? Um, I want to go to the dude, Mr. Tony Arterburn, state champ. America Unplugged, tell the people what's up, man. Tell them where they can find you. I'm still trusting the plan, Billy, for going back to the last bit of conversation. <laughs> uh, you can find me at arterburn.news as my personal website. And then a proud sponsor of this program is Wise Wolf Gold and Silver, where you should go check out Wolfpack. You should check out Wolfpack. It's a membership program for precious metals. We buy it for you. The more people that join, the stronger we get, the better deals. We're almost, we're getting close to a thousand members across the country. It's awesome. Go check out Wolfpack, and you can uh, you can support the program. Damn, well, what what else can you say about that? I mean, I, I love the success that's going on, but damn, K 
killing it, Mr. Tony Arterburn. What, what what can I say? Congratulations to you. Everybody benefits off of that, right? It's a win-win situation. Don Jeffries, the legendary. Tell them what you got going on. Well, the website's Donald Jeffries at Media. And again, I'm promoting Substack. Uh, I have two Substacks. The main one is I protest, Donald Jeffries at Substack.com. I'm not sure what the address is of the newsletter, but you can find it off of that one. Uh, that's the only place I'm not being shadow banned. So uh, I'm getting, I am growing there. So I appreciate all the support there. So if you're not a subscriber, please become a subscriber. I write there regularly. And um, I have the book obviously coming out, Masking the Truth, How COVID-19 Destroyed Civil Liberties and Shut Down the World. Still waiting on it. This, the forward is in by Sherry Tenpenny. Probably, I think we're shooting maybe for the end of May, but I'll obviously be talking a lot about that uh, when it comes out. So I hope, I, I think it's going to be uh, an important book. Beautiful, beautiful. Keep an eye out for that. Shouts to my dude, man, dear, half dear, half amazing. My favorite Chimera, what's going on? I saw you. Mr. Guard Goldsmith was in the chat. What's hey, up, Billy. Mr. Guard Goldsmith? What's up, Tom? I got one more thing to add. Today is May 6th, uh, May 6, 1943, birthday of Milton William Cooper. Whoa. That's big. That's big. We should do a we should do a show on on uh on Bill Cooper. At least to. a devote a section of America unplugged. To Bill Cooper, and there's a lot of these people, and then we'll get out of here, Tone. There's a lot of these people that um that I've that I used to subscribe to heavily, you know, and um not so much anymore. But I still have a soft spot in my heart for them, and Bill Cooper is one of those people, you know. After you know learning so much about Bill Cooper's past and the person that he was, and you know, it it changes the perspective, you know. When when I was a, a very young man and I got exposed to the information. You know, he, he was more like, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, not a god, but just like somebody you look up to and like, whoa, that's, you know, Bill Cooper. And, you know, he's, you know, but but still, it's, it's I still have a soft place in my heart. I still listen to uh, the hour of the time. It's excellent radio. It's so entertaining. It still holds up today. If you can catch episodes, maybe I'll start re-uploading some of that stuff on the Infinite Fringe. I used to do it before. Um, maybe I'll do it again. Um, and uh, that's it, man. Shouts to Mr. Gates. Shouts to Josh Corey. Uh, who has been helping me out heavily on the free world.fm side. Uh, and that's happening soon. If it wasn't for Josh, I don't know where I'd be at this point. So shouts to him uh, and America Unplugged right here on Rockfin, 12 p.m. Eastern, AmericaUnplugged.com and AmericaUnpluggedRadio.com. And of course, on uh, on every podcast feed, you can find the infinite fringe.podbeam.com. Find the infinite fringe on Apple Podcasts. And that's about all you're going to find on that. So go check it out. Uh, we got new episodes coming up. Uh, that's it. Uh, I think Chris Graves is coming on at 8 p.m. tonight. What I read. Uh, so make sure you check that and stay up on everybody else, man. We appreciate your tone. Plan us out. You're going to play us out. You got it. Let's go. Don't burn the place down while we're gone, guys. <laughs>